Father, we honor your name. Oh, you're worthy of glory. Thank you, Father. Glory to you, Lord. Hallelujah. Worthy are you, Lamb of God. We praise you. Compare with you. What a day to be alive. What a day to be alive in you. What a day to exist. Thank you, Father, for your intentions and counsel. Thank you, Father, for your purposes. Thank you, Father, for your ways. Thank you, Father, for the way you are leading and guiding and instructing our hearts. Once again this morning, we declare, Lord, that we present our lives to you. We present our hearts to you, our faculties as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. For this is our service, O oh God. Lord, once again, we proclaim that we do not conform to the patterns of this cosmos. We are rather transformed by the renewing of our mind. Every time we engage your word, our mind gets to be renewed. Every time we behold your word, we are being transformed. Every time we sit at the table of your word, we are being empowered. We thank you once again that we can hear the sound of them being called to the place of the gathering. We have come to your mountain. We have come to the place of the assembly. We have ascended to the place, O oh God, yes, of the gathering. Once again, we ask, Lord, that you will shape us, O oh God. In this quarry, you will shape us to fit into the place that you have designed, prepared, and ordained for us. In the structure of this massive house that you're building. We pray this morning that our lives, once again, will reflect, will manifest your glorious counsels and intention. I thank you. I honor you for everyone that will be joining us this morning, wherever they will be connecting from, from different time zone, time space. Some are just waking up from this part of the world. Some are just getting ready to go to bed. Some are already in the days, in the noonday walking. But we pray, Father, that whatever time zone that we may share, May we connect to that one spiritual life, to that one spiritual order, to that one spiritual stream. May we all incline our ears as this word comes. May we be shaped. May we be changed. May we be resourced, empowered by your spirit. I thank you. As you speak to us about the quality of lives and character that we need to come into may we not shunt these principles 
May we not put them aside, but rather, may we adjust. May this word continue to adjust us. May this word continue to align us. As you speak to us about prayer, as you speak to us about vision, as you speak to us about power and authority, as we come into the place where we can remain and abide even till you come, your word says, you, you hope that when you come, when you return, you will find faith on earth. Father, we can say that you will find faith because as long as we live, we will continue to speak of these things. We will continue to apply our life to the values and principles, to the nature and culture of the heavenly life, which is only lived by faith. Thank you once again that we can say faith is indeed the substance of things we hope for the evidence of the things we do not see. As the patriarch journeyed through faith, we also say this morning that our life follows the pathway of the patriarchs. We journey in faith, we journey through faith. Through faith you called Abraham out of what he was used to. You called it his father's house. When you led him to a land, you will show him. As he journeyed through the wilderness, you guide him, you led him, oh God. May we also become a troop of men and women in this season, being called of you, journeying towards the place of a life that is secure, of a superior life in you. We thank you. Once again, grant us the strength, the enablement, not to be distracted, not to begin to sink in the quagmires of the day, not to be not to be captured oh god by the seductions of the day but to continue to set our hearts on you jesus our hope our hope our hope is anchored on you grant us grace once again i pray for my brethren my brothers and sisters i pray for your church the ecclesia wherever we are represented as we go to our various place of assignment and work and occupation, I pray that truly we will find a place in you where our hearts can constantly draw life and strength. That in that we will go forth, O oh God, and represent you. Oh, Father, we thank you. Once again, glorify your name through our lives. And may our life bring glory unto your name. I thank you, Lord, that this atmosphere is saturated that this life that we are proclaiming and declaring is cleansing the air, is cleansing the realm. Change is taking place. In the realm of the spirit, we are advancing and we are making sure that that advancement impacts every area of life. We thank you. We honor you. We glorify you. Corporately, once again, I say with my brethren, may your kingdom continue to come. May your will find inroad and expression in our lives. May our life become a conduit, a reflection, a standard, a yastic, O oh God, of the things of your kingdom on earth. Thank you once again that no one will be found to be sick. No one, O oh God, will be lame among us. We will all stand holy, worthy. We will all stand, O oh God, yes, with the best of mind, the mind of Christ. No insanity, no disease. Father, we thank you that we will continue to enjoy the benefits oh God of redemption we thank you we bless your name hallelujah thank you Lord that as I speak may this word go through the airwave 
bring healing, deliverance, bring understanding, bring adjustment, bring transformation, reformation. May this word bring to our life, oh God, restoration in every area. <clears throat> May there be, oh God, the fulfillment of what Jesus Christ, yes, came to do on earth. And may we live our life pattern after that heavenly priesthood. I thank you once again that as you speak to us, may we continue to understand the priesthood that will allow us, oh God, to reflect all of these things so that we don't just hear these words only, but rather we become doers of it, practi practitioners of the word. May we not, oh God, yes, just run out of excitement. May we not just take this word and refine it with our own language to try to impress people. May this word first, oh God, become a sword that we fall upon so we can die to the old way, die, oh God, to ambition, die to the flesh, and therefore we can live in the fullness of your desire, reflecting the glory of your name. I thank you once again that this word will renew us. This word will build us up. This word will energize us. This word will equip us. This word will train us. This word will cause us to succeed and excel in every area. Thank you that we will continue to remain and abide within the cutting edge of your desire and intention. Thank you, Father, for the paradigm of Caleb, oh God. Yes, we receive that paradigm. As we have received, as we are receiving the Davidic paradigm, we're receiving, oh God, the Caleb's paradigm. All of the things that is required of us to fulfill your intention. Father, we embrace them. We embrace them. We embrace them. We embrace truth. In the days when men are sh shunting and shying away from truth, we run to truth. We say truth is the hope. Truth is the only anchor. We embrace truth, not some, not partial, everything. We eat the entire loaf. <laughs> As you break the word, Father, we say we will partake of every dimension. We will not choose. We will not select. We will not unpick. We will eat everything so we can really reflect you. We can become like you. Yes, you pray that as you are, so we must be. <clears throat> and that is our desire this morning. We drink of you. Living water, we drink of you. Fountain of life. We drink of you this morning. Every aspect of our life will be saturated with your mindset, with your belief system. We are changed. We will not remain <clears throat> in the idea, in the philosophy, in the belief system of men. We will not remain in the prison of the in the prison of the system. No, we are breaking away. We're breaking away. We're breaking away. We are coming into a new day. Religion will not hold us back. Men will not hold us back. Traditions will not hold us back. Our identity, culture, belief system, nationalities will not hold us down. We say we are, yes, kingdom citizen. We proclaim corporately as a church. May your kingdom once again come. May your will be done in our life as it is done in heaven may our life become a reflection a replica of that which is kingdom kingdom is a life in christ it's not just an idea it's not just a belief it's, it's a life it's a lifestyle in christ christ you came to show us what the kingdom of god is all about may we this morning also embrace everything that defines your kingdom you say the kingdom of god is righteousness peace and joy <clears throat> 
in the Holy Ghost. That is a life. That's a lifestyle. And that's what we want. That in our various workplace, in our various workplace, no matter where we are, no matter what we do, we can reflect kingdom there. Because kingdom is a lifestyle. It's the life of the ascended ones. It's a life in Christ. It's the life of Christ. It's a life manifested through eating of the fruit of the tree of life. Hallelujah. I thank you once again this morning that as I proclaim this thing, they become, oh God, the reflection of my life. They become the persona that I wear. Yes, Lord. For in you I live, in you I move, in you I have my being. May this not just be some words we declare. May it be words incarnate and the word became flesh, dwell among men and they saw his glory. Oh, Father, may our life become a reflection of this truth. May we become a conduit of the things of your kingdom. May every aspect of my life and my followers, my disciples, oh God, that you have committed into my hand, may their life become truly a reflection of what is known as the kingdom life. Only through this lifestyle can we take the world. Only through this lifestyle can we take the world for Christ. Hallelujah. Creation is waiting. For the manifestation of this kind of people, of this caliber of people. Father, may our heart continue to yearn and search and seek as they search and search for a city with foundations whose builder and maker is God. May that be our desire. May that be our prayer, O God, that we are also seeking, yes, for that city with foundation. You, a city that you architect, a city you design. No wonder Abraham. And his children got to the land, to the promised Canaan land. They were still searching. They knew that there's something more. Hallelujah. There's something more than this physical reality that they've come into. There's something more than all this nice thing that they've acquired. They were searching for a city whose builder and maker is God. May that be our passion, our longing desire. May that be the heart cry of every one of us. To, to as many that comes to this channel and listen, may this be their cry, oh God. You are separating, yes, in this new day. You are separating the old from the new. You are separating that which is archaic. There's a company of people seeking to apprehend the reason why they've been apprehended. Oh God, I pray, oh God. May I continue to, yes, lend my voice towards this order of a life, oh God, that we will not just be captured by, the, by yesterday and the things of the past, but we will continue to press into that which is yet to be seen. That is why it is called hope. No one hopes for what they have already seen. We are looking for a city we are yet to see. Oh, hallelujah. We glorify you. Friends, would you celebrate him this morning if you're joining me? Let's celebrate this life, this culture. Let's celebrate this order of a life. Let's celebrate, amen, this sense of understanding. Because indeed, when we begin to understand this thing and track the reality of this dimension of a life, amen, whose, whose, whose desire and passion is a reflection of the heavenly life. That friends, there is a house wisdom is building. And that house is not some physical structure. It's a company of people in the earth. It's a company of people in the earth. And that is what we are talking about. That is what the Spirit of God is drawing our attention to. Come on. Let's continue to allow the Lord to build us. So our life can truly reflect 
God's heavens uh, uh, intentions and desire in this season. I, I want to welcome you again. All right. We've been dealing with some very important uh, uh, principles. Are you seeing how the Lord is building us? Okay. The days where we just preach sermon to keep a people in a state. We just preach some nice message. You understand? To just try to maintain, you know, the status quo. No, they are over. Whatever we proclaim and declare should be pushing us from one dimension, hallelujah, to the next. Should be pushing us into Christ. Should be pushing us to become more like Christ, more like Christ, more like Christ. Hallelujah. That is how the patriarch live their life and those who've gone ahead of us. And that is the same principle and pattern that we want to follow. So we've been dealing with some very, very important, you know, concept for a while now. I'm not sure if you've been following us. By now you should know we began to talk about uh, the vision to occupy to Christ's return. That is where we started from. In case you're just connecting for the first time or you're listening or watching me for the first time in terms of you know these uh, messages we're doing a series we just finished a uh, uh, one of course that connects to this that one we did was titled you know calibrating your vision and we we have tried to explain what vision is we've tried to give an insight and understanding or a biblical principle not some you know man-made idea of vision all right not a vision that you know society gives to you not a vision all right that family gives to you not a vision that your church gives to you but the one amen that is called a heavenly vision all right and we took our team scripture from uh, uh acts chapter 26 where you know uh, paul said to king agrippa all right king agrippa i am not disobedient to the heavenly vision so there's an there's an earthly vision there's an heavenly vision of course if there is an heavenly vision there must be some earthly vision just as we know there's an earthly wisdom there's an heavenly amen a divine you know wisdom there's an earthly knowledge hallelujah there's a divine knowledge knowledge wisdom and understanding all this amen are you know a spiritual by design they are spiritual so we're tracking what you know is known as the heavenly vision and this heavenly vision is speaking to us regarding how amen to 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 step into the call of god for our life amen if you have a call all of the things we're talking about is teaching us how to step into that call and in case you don't know your calling i mean by the time you go through all of the things that we've been talking about you would have found amen god's calling god's purpose for your life all right and we are also giving us amen the principles of how to discover how to grow amen the bible says, and the child grew in wisdom so we're not just saying you get to know this thing you bump into it and you hit the ground no there are process there are principles there are seasons there are times amen that you know are given to us to come into maturation to come into you know if you will a place of development where we are able yes to start functioning or fulfilling what we have been assigned and you like it or not as long as you're on earth amen you are assigned to carry out amen a mandate you are assigned to carry out a mandate everything about your life is tagged amen yes to assist you to fulfill one thing and one thing alone God's intention for your life so we've been talking about we're moving away from our own dream, amen, to understanding God's dream. God has a dream for us, 
Amen. God has a plan for our life. He has a vision for us. He said in the book of Jeremiah 29, he said, for I know that the plans, amen, yes, the visions that I have for you, they are good. They are not evil. A lot of people are doing their own thing. They have not come to discover. They have not even come to realize, amen, that God has a plan. God has an intention for their life. So they are just living and loafing around and doing their own thing. But this is not, amen, good because that exposes you to all kinds of, you know, situation, to all kinds of attack, to all kinds of narrative, to all kinds of circumstances. Many people are just, you know, accidents happening around. Everything that happens to them, all right, is like, it just happened. There's no sense of purpose. There's no sense of direction. There's no sense of, you know, you know, life. That's why, you know, they live their life through trains. They live their life through, you know, opinions of men. They live their life through, you know, what somebody says. They are easily controlled, manipulated. Their life is an expression of witchcraft. It's an expression, of, you know, of, of doubt and fear and confusion. Right? They don't know. Uh, by, 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 you know, towards the end of the year now, they will be like, okay, what, what, what am I going to be doing for next year? Uh, which direction? You see, because they don't have a sense of purpose. So they just pick anything that feels good, that sounds good. No, that is not how life is designed. There's a divine order. There's a divine pattern of how God wants us to live life. Amen. Wherever you are, you've got to understand that that place, amen, is a place that should lead you to find, fulfill, or you are fulfilling God's intentions for your life. So we've dealt with all of that. I'm just basically recapping in case you, you, you don't know and you've not been following us, all right? I'm basically just recapping. So in the fulfillment of God's vision, now this is the next thing I want to say. In the fulfillment of God's vision for our life, there are certain value systems that we have to wear, that we have to have. There are certain, you know, belief systems. There are certain character values that we've got to, amen, have. There are certain understanding of the things, amen, of, of the spirit, if you will, of the kingdom of God that we have to have, all right? And we began to look into scriptures, you know, ex expanding and showing us, amen, how to advance in the fulfillment of God's intentions for our life, all right? Wherever you are, whatever you've been called into, there are principles, precepts, amen, that are expected of us to know, amen, to understand, amen, that even you as a man, amen, being a man itself is a calling, being a woman is a calling. If you don't know that, of course, you'll be pushed by all kinds of ideas, you know, being being peddled out there. You understand? You'll be confused, particularly in the days we're living. That there is no generation as confused as this generation in terms of you know identity, in terms of gender, in, ter in terms of sexuality. You understand? So we live in a world of confusion. But if you know what God's word says, you know what the Spirit of God, Amen, I've I've, I've said about your life, and you know why God, Amen, created you. You see, you find security, Hallelujah, within your identity. Because identity is one of the most powerful things in fulfilling vision. You cannot fulfill God's vision if you're confused. You know, God created you to be a man, but then, you know, somebody told you or something happened to you and suddenly they told you that you're not a man, you're a girl. You understand? And then you find yourself between, you know, two, two identities. You are trapped. How do you how do you how do you find fulfillment? How do you fulfill God's intentions for your life? Because you see, fulfilling God's vision is a package. Is a package. 
everything about your life will get back to you where you were born, the color of your skin, you understand? Yes, all of those things that you, you, you were not too sure of, you are confused. All of those things are all part of a package. If you look at Joseph, if you look at, you know, Daniel, you look at all, those, all these people in the scripture, you see that their life, amen, is one whole package. Hallelujah. Yes, of God's divine intention. The things of God are not scattered. Yes, you may go there to find one thing. You may go there to find another path. You may go there to find another path. But at the end of the day, you have wholeness, completeness. So wholeness is important. Amen. Don't let the world lie to you about wholeness. You know, you know, uh, uh, well-being. No, well-being is in the word of God. You don't find well-being, you don't find wholeness, amen, in yoga and in all of these things. When you begin to study the word of God, amen, you'll find your identity, you find your calling, you find, amen, what gives you joy and fulfillment. There are things that you collide with in the word of God that suddenly you're free. Just by reading and coming into understanding of God's word, suddenly you are free. Even if, even if you are in prison, in prison you can be free. You can be the most freest person. Hallelujah! You can be on the sick bed, and that bed, Amen, becomes you know a place of joy. Not because Amen, you love you love being sick, but you know that condition does not determine your your state of you know a, a joy or, or, or sorrow that you know why you are brought there and you know that once you are done amen you know for that reason you are out of that place are you getting what i'm saying so in every situation if you are tracking the heart of god the mind of god you are following the reason why you are alive you will never find amen yourself in a state of you know a, a, a depreciation or in a place where you are disadvantaged amen no hallelujah in, in, in life, in death, what, whatever we go through, we find joy, we find fulfillment because all of that flows into our spirit via our connection with God. And these are things we should teach. They should be teaching people in the church. Hallelujah. So heaven is helping us to, you know, come into understanding and clarity about life, about life's issues. All right. That no matter what happened to you, it doesn't define you. Amen. What happened to you is not the finality. It's not the bus stop. It's not the full stop. Amen. Yes. It's just another point you need to get to, deal with it. Amen. And move on. Are you getting what, 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 what we're talking about? Because all of these things are important. We live in a day where people are confused about life. They are confused about, you know, who they are, what they're supposed to, you know, do or represent. You, you see, so many things that should give people fulfillment. They are not giving, in fact, I was sharing with somebody not too long ago. I said even in marriage, marriage does not define fulfillment. It is the purpose of God for the marriage that defines fulfillment. Children do not define fulfillment. It is the purpose of God that you are aware of regarding those kids. Amen, that brings you fulfillment, that brings you excitement. Or else everything about life becomes a burden. Because we live in a fallen world. The things people are chasing after. If only I can just get that money. If only I can just you know, make that trip. If only I can just connect with those people. If only I can just get that you know, promotion. If only I can just move higher again. You know, in that you know, uh, uh, ladder of career. Whatever it is. All these things that we're seeking and we're running after. They're very good. But they don't guarantee fulfillment. <laughs> The only thing that defines fulfillment, amen, is that you locate, is that you find, amen, the reason for existence. 
And you can be in church for donkeys of years and you never get to know these things. Because the paradigm of finding fulfillment that they teach in most of our churches are not accurate. Are not accurate. So God is helping us to understand and we're looking at the scripture and we're finding men and women who were able to fulfill God's intentions for their life. Amen. Who were not bound to time and who were not defeated by time. Hallelujah. I love that. I love that. They were not bound by time. They were not defeated by time. They knew how to use time to enhance amen, their voice and their position on earth. They knew when to wait. They understood that there will be seasons in their life where nobody would know them or recognize them. And they don't mind waiting and growing and developing. And I will remember talking about Jesus Christ at the age 12. Jesus already knew, amen, God's intentions for his life. At the age of 12, he knew, he already knew. How many of our children at that age, amen, can we boldly say they, they, they have come to the knowledge of God's intention for their life? It's important. I teach my kids, my children, you know, whatever you're doing must be aligned to God's intentions for your life. You know, my first son, Samuel, he wants to be, you know, a professional pianist, you know, and, and a programmer. That's his desire. I said, that's good. But let me help you to have a better understanding. It's not just enough to be, you know, to, to, to play piano and, you know, dazzle everybody and get everybody excited. You've got to know why God wants you to do that. Because if you don't know why God wants you to do that, you'll be all over the show. You will have a, you know, you will have a lot of money. You'll be here and there. You'll be, but you'll be so miserable. So all of this thing, we've got to know them. We've got to teach them. You want to be a programmer. You want to be a coder. You want to be, why do you want to be that thing? What do you want to use that thing for? Because everything God gives to us, every skill is a tool for the advancement of the kingdom of God. Every tool, that sister that can talk very well, eh? that when you talk, everybody just go, wow. Yeah, use it for the glory of God. Use it to advance the kingdom of God. Don't just use it to want to make money and want to be popular. No, you can get all of those things. By the time you get home in the night, you still find yourself empty. We did all of that in the past teaching we talked about. We did, amen, on vision, you know, purpose and focus. Some of the most miserable people on earth today are the most, as the most skillful people. They are the richest people. They are the, you know, well-known people. But in their heart, in their life, they are miserable. They are empty. Why? Because they have not found the reason. They don't know, amen, that God gave them those things to advance his kingdom. Kingdom is bigger than the four wall of a church. And I guess that's why many will are afraid. Because when you go to church, they know that they will be pinned, they will be in prison. So people got a gift, but they don't want to amen, attach that thing with God to, you know, to church. And I don't blame them. And that's why God is raising you know, voices like mine. You understand? That this thing is bigger than your own little empire. You don't use the things of God to build and cage people. Uh, I might say he's, he's come again. No, no, we're just sharing the truth. But you see, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I guess the Lord wanted somebody just to hear this. I'm just kind of giving you a recap of some of the things that we've been talking about. And that's how I teach. That's how I preach. Amen. I build, I build. You can see today is, you know, part seven. Amen. 
on the concept of occupying till Jesus return. This is the part seven. All right. We've done, you know, some series on prayer. We've been praying for three days. All right. So this morning is not prayer. We want to go back into teaching. We want to look at, amen. Yes, some keys in the word of God. Keys help us, amen, to unlock the treasures of the kingdom. Keys allow us to gain access, amen, into dimension that will enhance our ability and capability to fulfill God's intentions. Hallelujah. The word of God, amen, is, is an intelligent, amen, document. We have to change the way we read the Bible. The word of God, amen, is highly, amen, uh, uh, intelligent, you know, resource that deals with every area of human affairs. And when we understand the word from that light, you see, it changes how we engage the word of God. The day I began to realize that the, the, the most important book I need to read is the word of God. My desire for reading changed. My longing for the things of God changed. Yes. Even when you were struggling, I realized I have to struggle to know it, to understand it. And I have to pray, you know, the efficient prayer. There's no prayer I've ever prayed any more than the efficient prayer. Lord, open my eyes of understanding. Illuminate me. Let this thing become light. Bring me into understanding. Because that's the only thing, amen, that makes sense. Amen. So, let's continue to understand some principles here. I believe that God will give us insight. God will give us, you know, clarity. God will give us understanding. We're just searching the word of God. Remember, there's a scripture we've been tracking for a while. Amen. Uh, in Psalm 38. It's Psalm 38. Now, let's, where's that scripture now? Yes, excuse me, Psalm 36. Only in the light of God do we see light. Only in his light do we... Now, the word light means knowledge. You understand? Only in the light of God do we have knowledge. And the light that God gives to us does not only give us knowledge, but also gives us understanding. Understanding is the ability to apply what you know. To apply what you know. You can know a lot of things, but you don't know what they mean. Yes, we saw that amen, the Ethiopian Enoch, he, he could read. Which was a big deal in, in his day. He could read. But he didn't understand why he was reading until the Saint Philip. And you see how that understanding you know caused him to make a decision he said here is water philip never spoke to him about you know i'm going to baptize you he said here is water what is stopping me from being baptized that is a minister of, of finance that's what understanding do to us when we understand the truth it sets us free it gives us liberty it enhances us and it's my prayer that those who are listening and following us, that they will not just say yes to what we're talking about. They will not just affirm it. They will not just be excited or even feel angry, you know, at some of the things. But if you, if you understand, oh, you will love me. If you understand the things that I'm talking about and the heart to which amen, I'm declaring this thing, I will be your best friend. Because you will see my heart that it's my desire for you to understand. Because if you don't understand, even if... God wants to. I mean, we know we know this. Because kids don't really understand a lot of things. You see how they fight. You see how they cry. You see how they, they throw all kinds of tantrums. You, you see, no, they will fight you. They will, <laughs> because they don't understand. You want to help them. I mean, 
Sometimes my, my, my son, you know, he's made a poo-poo in, you know, in, and, and you want to change him. He's still fighting you, to, you know, to want to clean him. So, but what's going on with you? You've, you've made a mess. I need to clean. But he's still fighting you because he doesn't understand. And the more, you know, we grow, the, the more we get to understand. Okay, now I see. Now I see. That's how it is with life. So it's my prayer that we will be awakened to the spirit of understanding. Because in his light, in God's light, we see light. Because he's the fountain of life. But that's not what we are dealing with this morning. We're just using scripture, amen. He has to build and to speak to us about the things that the, that the Lord is emphasizing, all right? So we're dealing with, uh, you know, occupying till Christ come. And one of the things that we're not, we're not talking about, all right, is... The grace to occupy. I would have loved to go to a scripture. In fact, I'm not sure if I have that scripture around here. I don't think so. I don't think so. And I hope I've not deleted it. Because that scripture lays for us, you know, the principle of occupying till Jesus come. All right. Now, we, we, we read some time ago about, you know, a, you know, a man that was, that was free from, you know, demonic possession. Right? The Bible says this man, amen, a, a demon was cast out of his life. The demon left. And the demon, all right, after a while, after roaming the, the airy land, the dry land, you know, decided I'm going to go back to where I was, I was removed, where I was, you know, you know, dispatched, where I was cast out. I'm going to go back there to see if the place, all right, is kept unoccupied. And I remember sharing with us that, we have seen a church in a in a season. We've seen the kind. Of, in fact, where I come from, all right. I don't know about you, but you know uh, uh, the, the 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 culture of the church that I came out from was a church back then, and I'm talking about you know uh, three decades back. And I know this thing started about you know four four to five decades ago, at least until this point. That church, amen. You know you know remnants and 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 glory in the power hallelujah to cast out devil and jesus said and we shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover amen we will cast out demon and all of that and we've seen a church amen that that developed you know a self or itself amen in the area amen of expelling demons of casting out demons you understand but we have not seen a church amen that can infuse build into people occupy amen where they have expelled you know foul spirits and so we've also seen a church who have talked about you know purity holiness and righteousness and there's so many like that today all right we've built on that we've built on the power of we've got to be holy we've got to be righteous and it is good and we must continue to talk about that but we have not seen a church amen that is now feel because holiness is to feel it's not just to keep clean holiness is not just about keeping clean holiness is not just about purity holiness is also about being filled with the mind of Christ and the mind of Christ is about creativity is about innovation is about development is about you know you know you've been able to give out you can't give what you don't have so we've cleansed the house and I'm sure many of us you will agree with me that in the past you know a uh, uh, um, few years now in fact since 2020 we've been doing house cleaning because that's some of the things that the Lord demanded 
when we engage the new day they say we've got to clean the house they gave they showed mercy heaven showed mercy on us we said 2020 was a sacred amen you know year and of course you know proclaim a, a sub a sabbatical order amen yes from 2020 we're i mean for the next 10 years i believe this is what we're going to be doing as a church because there's so many mess so maybe this will give you context to my message in case you always like to get angry with me or you don't know why i speak the way i speak a little bit of context will help you understand because you know something happened that brought the church to a place of a closure in 2020 and god began to do a new thing so i would do a new thing and we preach a whole series of message all right uh, talking about the concept of the ark you know the ark of noah all right that ark you know after judgment that ark finally alighted at a place called mount ararat and when we got to Mount Ararat, we didn't come there amen, and say, well, we're not seated at the highest mountain. At least back then, Mount Ararat was the highest mountain. We didn't sit at Mount Ararat, amen. Noah opened, amen, the door of the ark, amen, and everybody began to what? Exit. And I believe that we are still, amen, at, at that point of being exit out of the ark. Many of us have, you know, gotten new lands. You know, we're occupying all kinds of things. And it's in the midst of that, you know, occupying that we saw also the craziness of Noah. He went to drink wine and overdrank the wine. And of course, he went naked. And we saw all the things that happened after that. You understand? But that's not what I'm talking about. But those are very powerful principles. Because God always speaks. God comes to us within the context of the seasons he's brought us into. Are you getting what I'm saying? God speaks to us within context. So, if you don't understand or you just find yourself, well, well, COVID didn't kill me. I'm alive. And you didn't know the reason why you're alive. You understand? You will continue to live your old life. No, no. Nobody left, amen, the order of COVID and continue to live their old life. I believe God changed, amen, the narrative of his church after COVID. God changed, amen, how we, how we understand life, how we understand ourselves, amen. All kinds of things the Lord touched on and he is raising men. I, I won't say that, amen, he has finally raised all the men. I believe he's still raising people who are speaking to different dimensions, different aspects, amen, of how we can become more effective, amen, more how, how we can become more effective how we can live within the context amen of the prophetic season so we don't go back and repeat the whole mistake right? we don't want to go back we don't want to look back amen like you know lot's wife and become a monument no we are moving to us amen the new day god is doing a new thing it's a new day and we mean that amen in all facets that it's a new day yes so if we don't understand that amen we're gonna find ourselves in 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 a confused state we're gonna find ourselves in a confused state but god doesn't want us to be confused he wants us to be armed with the truth he wants us to understand his divine intention so i mean what, what a job i've done this morning just laying you know some background understanding because we are quick to forget it wasn't my intention but i believe this is how god wants <clears throat> wants us to understand we can quick we can quickly forget you understand many of us lost loved ones you know during 2020 21 we lost loved ones not one not two but some of us have already forgotten you know a luta continua we just continue to do our own thing we cannot live life we live in a sacred day and in this in this in this day we've got to know we've got to understand we have to know why we've been preserved why we have been kept 
all right the things of god must become more real to us the ways of god amen the intentions of god the demand of the kingdom must become more real to us we cannot say because after covid the, you know the, the economy amen was you know was you know was was dealt with you know we, we lost all kinds of things yes we lost all kinds of things but we are also being awakened to a new sense of responsibility and those who don't understand that all right will just carry on doing their own thing and that's why after COVID we see all kinds of things going on in homes in family all right people who really do not understand what life is all about who are not walking in the clarity and the understanding of the ways of God is like COVID just enhanced amen, their sense of stupidity and foolishness okay they become more wayward they become more carnal they become more fleshy you understand two things have happened amen after you know uh, uh, this saga of COVID amen two kinds of people have emerged those who are searching and seeking for the ways of God for the will of God for the intentions of God and those who are now searching for money because they've lost money who are searching for God knows what who want to break through by force who want to make it by force you understand there has to be a sense of balance so you don't amen find yourself in the extreme you don't find yourself chasing shadows you don't find yourself running after things you cannot apprehend not by might not by power but by my spirit see the lord so we live in a different world we live in a new world order that's not uh, you know uh, 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 you know some strange language again that's a reality we live in a new world order and that means two things all right there's a new world that god amen is ushering into and there is a new world that the devil is also ushering in a world that is patterned after certain you know ideologies belief system values culture work cultures there are all kinds of things right now that are emerging all right that are surfacing things that people would do i mean evil things kind of things that people would do before and hide it they don't hide it again they come out openly so you can see the ground as is being prepared in the day where the antichrist will manifest it will not be hidden it will be an issue of choice. Do you want this part or you want to go on with the Lord? They've, they've created the platform to say, well, the days we're living in, you, you have to choose. It's going to be like in the days of Daniel in Babylon, where amen, this idol will be erected high and tall. And they will make a decree, a declaration. If you want to survive, if you want food, if you want to continue to maintain your house, your job, you understand? If you continue to want state security and all of that, you must bow to this thing. And that's where the issue of those who know their God, if you know your God, you're going to, you will be able to say, no, but that's not, that's not my, 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 my relationship with God. My, my commitment with God do not permit me to do such a thing. They were living in the real world, those guys, Daniel. And because of their conviction, because of the values of their life, they were able to say, sorry, we are not going to bow. You can do whatever you want to do. You can go ahead and do whatever sorry because if you don't know your god it's easy to bow it's easy to compromise it's easy to give in it's easy to surrender for survivor's sake by the time you look at your children and you begin to ask how are they gonna eat what are they gonna do you know by the time you look at how you're gonna meet you know your needs 
end of the month is coming uh, you know you can't you can't you can't access your money because you have to do xyz or you understand you know somebody has you know block your money or you know or they can't give you a job or you can't get a job or they sideline you you're supposed to get the promotion but you're not getting the promotion because you are not you know back kicking you are not you know compromising and you're wondering what's going on no you've got to understand that the nature of the days we have been brought into we're entering requires amen that we are fully armed with the spirit of god yes we have to know we have to be fully armed with the knowledge of god so that amen when these things begin to happen we are not easily moved some of us don't even know that we're already in the days of the manifestation of the man of sin we are looking for one man to appear. Meanwhile, the system of the man of sin is already at work. The system of iniquity is already at work. And the system of grace and righteousness that should increase. Where, Bible says, where iniquity abound, grace abound the more. We're not working in that understanding. In fact, the idea of grace today in the church has become a license to sin, has become a license to do our own thing, has become a license to cheat, to influence, to control, to manipulate people. They say, why? A voice like mine, I cannot afford to just be shut down. Because we must give perspective, we must give clarity. The enemy will come for people like us. Let's, let's, once we get Isaiah down, at least we know we, we, we have gotten at least maybe 5,000 people. So they're coming for the headship, the leadership. And that's why you must pray for people like me. Because the enemy knows. Just look for the head. That's how you fight. You look for the headship. Bring them down. They say strike the shepherd. The sheep will scatter. That's the nature of the days we're living. So if you don't know all of these things... You just think this guy comes and make noise. I'm not making noise. Amen. I'm a prophet. I'm a, I'm a voice of one. Amen. Sounding the alarm. Crying in the wilderness. Preparing the way of the Lord. Telling you. Hey. This is what the Lord demands of you. So. All of the things that we're saying. Amen. Is to bring us into certain value system. And one of those values. That we've been talking about in the past two days now. Is. A, a, you know. A, something we find in a man by the name Caleb. And let me quickly show you one or two things because I need to round up now. Let's look at uh, um, Numbers 14. Alright, if you've been praying with me for the past uh, two days now, you will have noticed that we've been looking at some very, very powerful principles. Numbers 14, Numbers 14, Numbers, the book of Numbers 14. I'm going to take you from verse... Um, I'm going to take it from verse, let's say 23. Or maybe we should take it from verse 20. Just to give a bit, you know, a bit of, you know, a context. Alright? This is when God sent the, the, you know, the leaders of the, of the, of the tribe of uh, uh, Israel to go, you know, spy the land. And bring, alright, good, uh, 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 well, at least to bring a report. Are you following me? Why did they call the leaders? Because they expect the leaders, amen, to be able to have the right sense of judgment. And we know that in this new day, God is really interested about leadership. We cannot overemphasize the issues of leadership. Because leaders, amen, 
can make and unmake. Leaders can build and can destroy. One leader get it wrong, the entire nation, hallelujah, can be led astray. It's important. Let's not underestimate the power of leadership. The church will have done far better than what we have done if we have amen, leaders who are patterned after the leadership of Christ. Who are not patterned after amen, making a money for themselves, making a name for themselves, building, using the things of God, the gift of God to build empires for themselves. If we have leaders that are selfless and you know as and, and 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 just you know seeking the ways of God, how God, hallelujah, have committed resources into the hands of men. By now, I'm telling you, the nations, the governments of the nations would have been coming and been knocking on the door of the church and say, please come help us. Because that's what they did in Bible days. We love your God. But you see how, you see, listen, let's not get angry when the world system challenges us. And I know a few days ago, somebody was saying something on, on you know, on one of the platforms, all right, that I, you know, that that I that I speak on, and they were challenging this man. While this man is saying, "But well, the church needs money, you know, to do X, Y, Z, you know," and the church, no matter what, the man was saying, "Look, it's not just about paying tight or not paying tight, but do you really want to enhance? You want to help the house of God, all right, to work?" And that's a true statement. The church does not spend sand. We don't spend, amen, you know, uh, 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 you know, uh, you know, calories. We spend money. You, you understand? Everything that, you know, enhances what I'm doing right now, amen, was bought with money. We can't shy away from that. I want to publish a book. I want to do something. I can't go and speak in tongues to the people. I need to pay money. The church needs money. But the context all right, that the people were speaking because the people were challenging this man. No, man of God, you pastor, you must go look for a job. And I, you know, I, in fact, I began to write to reply them. And the Holy Spirit said to me, it's not your battle. Delete your comment. <laughs> he said, delete your comment. So I just removed my comment because I know where the people are coming from. No, the man of God must go work and look for money. But if he's a true man of God, that is his job. That is his job. That is a calling. A calling, hallelujah, is an occupation. And that occupation should pay you. What I'm doing right now is my job. Amen. I should be paid for what I'm doing. For those who understand, few who understand know that, amen, at the end of the, the day, they assist me. All right? At their own, you know, free will. It's not a, it's not a compulsory thing. It's not a mass. But they do assist because they know, how am I going to survive if this is the only thing I'm doing? You understand? Because this is a real... Have you, have you tried to help somebody? Somebody who is losing a mind or his mind. Somebody who is confused. Who doesn't know what life is all about. Somebody who is suicidal. And they bring that person to the man of God. And the person spends days, months, counseling. After you've cast out the devil. Now you're doing the next job. Amen. Of building, of you know, trying to fit that person with the right sense of thinking. With the right sense. Excuse me, is that not a job? Who pays for that? Oh, God pays you. God pays you through people. You see, we've got to balance the truth. So let's not, you know, live in too extreme. Yes, there are people who have abused the gift. They've abused the resources of God. And God is punishing them. God will judge them for that. 
But we cannot say because of that, those who are doing the job, who are assisting you, all right? Everybody, most time you come, you listen to this, and you just say, wow, what a message. But do you think after, how does Isaiah buy his jokoti? Because I like jokoti. How does he buy his, his tea? How does he buy milk? You understand? How does he buy bread? You understand? If he's going out, how does he get, you know, an Uber, all right? Or he needs a car. How does he get a car? You know, all of that. The world system understand that that the world in Babylon circulate that high money you know the, the company gives you is for you to be able to live all right in a particular environment all right that you'll be able to afford a particular kind of a house so that when you come to work amen yes you can give your best all right and in that environment that you can have a nice house they also put you know the kind of a mall that befits your kind of you know class they are, the world understand, so they're not paying you hundred thousand just because well you deserve hundred because they know amen that hundred thousand is supposed to meet amen yes the class that you have set the skill that you have is somebody listening it's important we balance these things that we have an understanding somebody invite me and say hey, man of God come preach come teach I shouldn't be waiting for the person to send me money before I fly down there I should be able to you know from my own pocket fly down there and do what I need to do if God send me there you understand and not wait for them to give me an offering yes they need to do that amen and if you decide no you don't want it then that is your own you know uh, uh, you know choice which I always do most time I bless the people back because I want more. The more you give, the more you get. You understand? It's a principle of the kingdom. If you don't sow, there is no harvest for you. As it works for the people, also works for the man of God. We have to understand how it, the things of God is, a, is an ecosystem. you got to understand the ecosystem of the kingdom. The ecosystem of the economy of God. So don't don't let the man of God waste his time and, and do all the things. And all you say is, man of God, thank you. God bless you. No, no, that's good, but that's not good enough. He needs to be, you know, to, you know, to be, you know, to be, to be ministered to. They say if they minister to you in kind of, in, you know, minister to in spiritual things, you should minister to them back in kind of things. Kind of things does not mean you go and give them your body. It means, amen, you look for their need and say, how do we meet this need? That was how, amen, I was being sustained. Since I began ministry, I have not collected one day a salary, but God has been supplying my needs. But you know, it's not been easy because sometimes God will have to knock the head of Satan and say, go and give my servant something. This man is going to die. He's hungry. Because some people don't just, no, 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 they're not going to listen. They will go to that place where they will manipulate them when they wind them because they know I will manipulate you. I will force you. I'll, but God expects you to know. So what that man of God is saying is the truth. Because you're renting a hall. How do you pay for the hall? Oh, you want him to go and get money, right? Okay. So by the time he goes around, and this is the reason why the devil right now, all right, has been able to, you know, come into the church because there are a lot of men of God who are working in the bank, working in insurance company. Some of them are working in some sales company. You know, they're into all kinds of things. They also must do, you know, eight to, you know, uh, uh, um, eight to five or nine to, you know, to, you know, to five. You are also leaving the work. They are also leaving the work. But they must go to church and preach. They must go to church and get the things right. No wonder the church is dry. No wonder the place is dead. No wonder the place, amen. Yes, the grass are not green.
You understand? I'm occupying the place that God has called me. Somebody should listen to God, amen, and resource me in that place so that I'm not shifted. Imagine if I have to be thinking of going to work this morning. I'm going to work this morning. Just imagine the quality of the word that I'm going to be bringing. It will never be. That's why they will give you, you know, five minutes message, ten minutes message. You know, in the church, they do four hours. Because those four hours, they needed to do it to get enough money. They're not doing it because, or, uh, they, you know, that's what they, no, no. Cut it short, 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 short. Require and touch, touch the church. That, cut it short, short. I read the book. No wonder what we get in church is just a bit of excitement. And after that, we're back to our own, you know, things. That's not what I read in the Bible. Somebody said, well, but Jesus was a carpenter. How many furniture did you see Jesus, amen, built that he sold to run ministry? Tell me. Paul was a tent maker. How many tents did Paul made that he sold to run the work of ministry? Read the scripture. There were contexts to scripture. There was a time he needed to work at that period in time. He was a tent maker before. Yes, but there were so many other things that Paul could do. Paul was a scribe. Paul was a professor. But we only talk about tents. All this material he wrote, who paid Paul for it? <laughs> Peter was a professional fisherman yes the next time we heard when Jesus called him he said call follow me I will make you fishers of men the next time Peter hallelujah we can relate fishing to Peter was when Jesus they came to Jesus they said pay your you know, you know pay your tax he said okay you go use your skill and it was not a continuous thing he said just go catch the very first fish he didn't say go catch some large fish and go sell them the very first fish and in that very first fish he caught there was a miracle there you see we've got to understand the word of god within context when we don't understand the word of god in context we make a blunder we make a mistake i know people men of god that can be very effective but the enemy has hooked them with preoccupation I've shared a goal, I've sh shared, you know, uh, some time ago about when I was in Johannesburg about this man of God who they invited me in their church to come and, you know, help them to transit into what they would define as the apostolic. They, they desire to, you know, to come into the apostolic. I've got the material, I've got the experience. So they said, come. And the man, you know, is still working in a secular work, which I believe in. I'm not saying we should not work. Those who are called to the secular, in fact, I empower those people. Many of the people following me are not, you know, you know, five-fold minister. Well, some do, but many of them that we're training are in the circular. And I understand how that operates. So don't think I don't, I, I don't have an understanding. I do. I've got material that can teach you how to succeed in your marketplace. You understand? But it's not my work. It's not my calling to go and work in the marketplace. So this man of God, he's gone. I get to the church before him. By the time he gets to the church, they're trying to fix things. You know, get you know how it works in South Africa. Ten minutes to service time, you don't see anybody. Five minutes, all the cars start coming. You, you, you ask yourself, what? no, where I come from? Where I come from? Some of us will come to church in an hour before. What are we doing? Rababashi. 
we are charging up the place we pray we 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 seeking god we bringing down the presence listen for you to get the presence of god in a place it is walk a walk of prayer It's your, your gathering does not bring the presence of God. It is what you have invested in the spirit. You have to make the cloud, amen, dance and tick so that the rain can fall. And the man of God walks into the church, you know, 15 or 10 minutes to the time we're supposed to start. And he just enter. Give that man 20 minutes to my training. He's sleeping. He's tired. He's tired. I blame him, but I also don't blame him. Because that's the system. And until we address this thing and stop telling people, man of God, go walk. If that man of God is called, his calling is his work. That is the place he's been called to occupy. It's your duty to resource him financially. So he can be focused to do what he needs to do. Listen to this. Let me tell you this. I've said it before years ago, but I'll say it again. There is no work on earth, including those who are working in the laboratory, that is as intense, that is as time-consuming, that is as powerful as one called into ministry, the fivefold ministry. I don't care even if you're a scientist. Your job is below a called servant of God. You're a doctor. When you see a man of God, you must respect. When you see a woman of God, so this is not just about issue of, when I say man of God, remember I'm talking generally, before I say no, women are also called. Particularly a woman that understands that she's been called alongside. Wow. Wow. The Lord is addressing something. Occupy till I come. The enemy can strategically shift you away from the place you've been called to occupy because of need, because of lack, because of want. Imagine I'm cracking my brain. How am I going to pay my rent? That's an indictment to my grace, to my calling. He said, but the grace... The grace should provide, you know, that for you. Hello, the grace does not force. Somebody must see the grace and say, whoa, this man need this thing. There are people God is speaking to. But they just refuse. You think God is going to force you? That's why God said in the, in the book, he said, I will put holes in your pocket because you've neglected my house. I'm trying to balance something here. I know that there are people that have taken advantage. I know there are people milking the people of God in the name of I'm the servant of God, I'm called of God. But that wrong does not make the other wrong right. I mean, you go, people go to, you know, a life coach, they go to a psychologist, they sit down for one hour. And the person charges them a thousand five hundred. In some places, if they are the top guys, they charge them two thousand for a one-hour session. And you've got five-hour session. 
a man of God comes and prays for you, all those things psychology cannot address. In one prayer, boom, you're free, you're delivered. And you kneel down and say, thank you, sir. God bless you. Bye-bye. If that man wishes, he said, God bless you. But something should tell you. When I was in Johannesburg, finished ministry, people were like, what a bless this man. Uh, Stettina, do you have the account of this man of God? Before I knew it, I'm seeing my you know, phone going off. People blessing me. Remember, the day before, I already gave the gift they gave to me. The offering they raised to me. I said, no, I don't want you. Not I don't want it. I want to sow it back into the ministry. I think people saw my heart. And thank God for people that can respond. Oh, how I needed those, those gifts. <laughs> how I needed the gift. What do you think? My heart will bless those people the more. Because they're doing it out of love. I never asked for money. I never raised offering. I never said anything pertaining to money. In fact, it was somebody that got up and said, no, we need to raise an offering for this man. Just like they did us, you know, the day before. And I, I, I kept quiet. And some of them knew that they didn't have, they, they said, okay, we can send it to your account. And I pray God will continue to speak to them. <laughs> that it will not be once. But is somebody getting what I'm trying to say? This is, you see how God is speaking to us. I like when God speaks and touch every area. There is no, there is no area that is no go. Sorry, you don't touch. No, we touch finance. We touch money. Because everything speaks about the economy of God. Including your lifestyle. Listen, I've been saying it. Men of God should have lifestyle audit. If you want politicians to have lifestyle audit, we should, hallelujah, subject ourselves to lifestyle audit. How did you buy that jet plane? How did you, how did you buy that mansion? Lifestyle audit. Some, I think it was two years ago, there's this particular man, I think he's got his ministry in Johannesburg. Some a guy came from UK, and I'm sure if I begin to mention it, you already know who I'm talking about. I don't even I can't remember his name. Somebody came and do a documentary about this man of God. And one of the one of the one of the session of that documentary is his wardrobe, his dressing. This short man of God here in Johannesburg, he buys a suit for 120,000 rand. Is that a madness? issues thousands and he tells the people i've got many like this he took them to the shop that he he buys and this guy this this guy that comes from i think it's from uk this guy that was intervening him said you mean you actually wear this thing man of god what in the world will get into your brain that you will buy one suit for hundred and twenty thousand rand what are you trying to prove? Are you telling me you cannot get a suit for 10,000 rand? Even 10,000. I will be scratching my brain. Please. If you know me, you know I love quality things. So don't think, oh, it's because you don't know quality things. No, please. You make a mistake. I've always loved quality things because I believe in quality things. But I'm not foolish. 
I'm not foolish. You see this shirt I'm wearing? Some men of God will never tell you that. This shirt, I got it from auspice, 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 auspice. This shirt that I'm wearing. I can wear a shirt from auspice and I can wear a shirt from boutique. I've, I've got clothes that I bought with my money in boutique while I was in Nigeria. While I was in Johannesburg, there are shoes that I bought in boutique. But I can also wear clothes, amen, that have been worn before in auspice. If I see it, I like it. All I need to do is to wash it. Who writes it there that you bought it in auspice? somebody gave and said I want to be a blessing I want to sow into this work so they gave it out for free or for God knows what for somebody like me who if you will humble I see it I like it I'm also as I buy that shirt I'm paying back I'm giving back into the community if I wear do you see where they put you know a label there he bought it in hospice you who bought your own from God knows where. Me who bought my own from hospice. Listen, when we stand together, they won't know the difference. It's called wisdom. I don't have issue of ego. I can wear a shirt of 2,000 rand. I can wear a shirt of 200 rand. All has to do with seasons and timing of God in our life. If you're not faithful with little, if you're not faithful with the little God committing to your hand, what do you think God is going to do when March comes? They were not gonna, they're not going to give it to you because they know what you're going to use it for. What are we doing? Our life is an open book. No, never think because I bought something in hospice, you think I'm cheap. I'm not cheap. I'm, people who know me will, will tell you that man is not cheap. And God knows why because he knows where I'm coming from. And he knows why he dealt with me with the way he's dealt with me. See, what you're hearing is a man God has dealt with and he's still dealing with me. That doesn't mean that I will not use 5,000 to buy something else. That I know value what, what I need that thing for. Well, I would be crazy to go and put a 5,000 to buy a shirt now. That, I mean, that would be the most stupid things I will, I will ever do. Everything has got its time and season. That doesn't mean that if somebody buys me a shirt of a, of you know of seven thousand, I won't wait. I won't give it out. I'll wait because to me, you see, the value of the shirt is the heart and the love that the person has for me. The value of that shirt is not in the quality. To me, it's, the, it's not in the quality. It's the heart. God is speaking to us. <laughs> We're still talking about Caleb here, friends. I'm almost finishing. Oh God, I'm just, I'm excited. I need to, because I already gave an appointment to somebody for seven o'clock and it's already past seven. So I need to stop now. I like to keep to my time and to my words. I think we're going to continue from here when I, you know, when I come back, hopefully maybe later in the day or in the evening or tomorrow, but this is a good place to stop. So, I mean, I think I've given you enough uh, information to, to ponder on, to think on. Let's not be foolish. Let's be wise. Let's understand the times. Timing is important even to the context of our life. Seasons are important to the context of our life. 
we're gonna we're gonna continue to deal with this man look at this guy called Caleb he's got a different spirit and we want to tap into that spirit so we also can be ready we can be prepared hallelujah for all that God has designed and ordained for us Lord we want to thank you once again for this great time of interactions and conversation about the things of your kingdom thank you Lord that we are not fools we are people of wisdom you're building us you are, you, are, you are dealing with us in every area we must become stewards accountable to the things that you've committed into our hands we thank you we honor your name thank you Lord that you are giving us a visionary capacity for longevity so we are not defeated by time we're not defeated, oh God, by circumstance. That we don't capitulate into a wrong belief system just because we don't have what others have. Help us to continue to raise the bar and the standard of the quality of the kingdom life. Thank you, Father, for the paradigm. Yes, to remain, to abide, and to continue to thrive in the midst, oh God, of madness. In the midst of the craziness of our day. In the midst of the foolishness of the day. May we continue to proclaim and declare. As we see that North Star. May we journey towards it, oh God. And that's the place we want to be. I thank you for my brothers and sisters. And everyone who have joined us this morning. Who have listened. Who are listening. Those who will go back to this message. May the message challenge them. As they get challenged, may they be able to challenge, may they be able to challenge their world, their own family. May they not live a life under pressure just because they want to impress people, just because they want to show certain status. Christ, you are our status. Bible says, until we cool, until we come to the full stature. What do you think is the full stature of Christ? Oh, help us, Father. We bless you. We honor your name. We glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen and Amen. Friends, thank you once again for being part of this broadcast. I want to thank God for what heaven, Amen, has said, what heaven has done. Please, guard this word in your heart. Let this word, Amen, you know, stay in your heart. Water the word. Grow in it. Pray them. Build on them, Amen. Let the word engage every aspect of your life. Let the word try you. Let the word test you. Let the word find you faithful and worthy. And if there's a place that there is a comma, address this area. Don't shy away. Don't run away. Don't try to pretend. Don't try to pray them over. You understand? You know how we try to pray over certain things? No. There are things that we need to address and deal with so they can be changed in our life. And this is what we're talking about. So I'll see you again. Remain blessed. Have yourself a blessed day. Bye-bye.